Hi, and welcome to episode 111 of The Expansive. I can't believe it. What an incredible number. And also, we've done so many flipping podcasts. That's crazy. If you're new to our show, Eric and I are happy to have you on board. The Expansive is a series of conversations designed to help you break through and create massive growth in your life. My name is John Sane. I'm a future strategist, a keynote speaker, and an author. I'm currently in Bangkok. Uh, doing a little bit of holiday and a little bit of business. I'm always joined by my ever handsome co-host, Eric Kruger, who's also a keynote speaker, an author, an executive coach. And we are going to be talking about something really exciting today. But before we do, Eric, how are you doing down there in Cape Town? I love how um, you can be so enthused uh, about the excitedness of accountability. Well, uh, you, that, uh, you, know, you know why? You know why? Because it's not my topic. And and it's your topic. And, and secondly, I was speaking to somebody about how important it is to change habits and how accountability is such a key part of changing that habit. So I've recently privately had a conversation with a friend of mine about this. And when you and I were talking offline about the topic we we're going to be chatting about, and when he said it, I was like, oh, brilliant. That's so in line with what I was just talking about. So yes, I am genuinely excited, Eric. I mean, I don't think accountability can be that exciting as a topic, but I am specifically because you're my friend and uh, I want to be excited for what you're going to share today. Anyway, how are you? Amazing. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, all good. Uh, in Cape Town, beautiful uh, sort of moving into winter now. So my first winter in Cape Town. Um, it's like dreary, but I'm, I'm loving it. And just in full-on book prep mode, um, I received my yes, first copies of uh, the new book this week. Yeah. Wow. Dude, wow. I, I'm just I'm just so excited. For those who can see it on uh, on YouTube, there it is. Um, I'm just so excited that it finally arrived. I mean, we've been joking about this book for ages. Fourteen um, years, and I how long it's, it's taken? Yes, fourteen years. Fourteen, yes, 14 years. Been 14 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations. So um, yeah, I'm just you know, I'm I'm super super excited. The book is officially launching sort of first uh, of May. It'll be in bookstores yes. from mid April ish, but it's coming out first of May. Like we we're doing the proper launch. Any, Man, any idea, I'm, just, I'm just so excited. Any, any idea where the launches are? That's my first question. The second question is, um, not question, it's actually a statement. Um, you're much more excited about this book than you were about your first book. And that's really good to see. Uh, the first book, you were almost like, you know, it's here, it's okay. But now this yeah, one, you're like sure. really excited. It's really wonderful to see actually, you know. So tell us a little bit about the launches and what plans you have. I think it's such a different process that I went through for this book. And that's also why I'm excited. And I'm, I also like... I feel the quality is good. You know, I feel like the, the quality of the thinking is good. The page, like, look and feel is good. The cover look and feel is good. So I'm also just, I'm, I'm proud of the product that it is. Mm. And I think that's a big thing for me. Mm. Um, from a launch point of view, so the first week, so uh, first week of May, we'll be in Joburg. And then the week after that in Cape Town. And then I'm still debating whether I'll do some sort of a virtual launch as well. Um, but all of that will be confirmed as we go through April. So there's nothing set in stone just yet. Okay. Um, okay, good. I think the more launches you do better. And I think you must do an online launch. I mean, look, you're only going to launch the book once. So you might as well do as many launches as possible, sure. to be honest. Yeah, mm. good. Congratulations. Mm. It's very cool. I've seen you on social Thank media you. sharing Thank it. You. And everybody out yeah. there, you can't buy the book yet, but uh, soon it'll be in stores. So yes, please support Eric. It's always so much hard. You know, that's the thing about books, man. It's so much hard work. And 
Jeez, you know, like, you, so you, you, have like, you almost have like two weeks to launch it. That's it. And then after that, you're like, okay, mm. on to the next one. There's also a bazillion <laughs> authors putting out books. So you're like, okay, it's like, just keep going. Unless yeah. you're James Clear or Mark Manson, your book is on the shelf and off the shelf, you know? So yeah. please yeah. God, we all become Mark Mansons and James Clears in our success of selling books. <laughs> now I watched an interview with them and they asked them, how did they become so successful in selling books? And they both said, we wish we knew, mate. If it was, we'd replicate mm. it. We don't know. It's just one of those yeah. things, you know? Um, I am very well, thank you. I've, ha- I've been having an exceptional time in Dubai. I, you know, I've got always two emotions when I'm in Dubai. It's like I'm excited to be doing something and FOMO because I'm missing 15 other things because there's so much going on there. <laughs> so, um, but Ramadan started a couple of days ago and I decided to come to Thailand and uh, just relax a little bit. First holiday since COVID. So I'm in Bangkok. I've just arrived in Bangkok and they have quite strict PCR uh, rules. So I'm in my hotel room with security guards outside and no, no windows, nothing open. So I have to wait until my PCR results come in later tonight. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this adventure. The last time I was in Bangkok was 20 odd years ago. So it's going to be really great. The next three days, just adventuring, going to, I'm doing, um, uh, food, uh, tours. I'm going on the floating market. Some, I'm going to see a couple of temples. So yeah, really excited to be here mm. just to like explore a new city, hear a new language, eat new food. You know, it's going to be fantastic. Two, well, two things. Um, I think of that quote that says, uh, a man never steps into the same river twice because he's not the same man. It's not ah, the same river. Wonderful. I can just imagine the, the John from like 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the first time I was here was 97. I was 21 years old. I was uh, backpacking. Um, we had the most exceptional time for like six weeks, backpacking right across Thailand. And then in 2000, I came, 2001, I came when I was with the Premi guys. And they made us all shave our heads to zero because they were all bald. So they made us all bald. So I was a shaved head, um, 24 year old. I don't, I wasn't very happy. I, it doesn't suit me having a shaved head, but yes, I'm excited about today, uh, about, about this trip. And, uh, I'm also excited about the topic that you're going to share. So tell mm. us a little bit about accountability. Tell us, uh, the research that you've done around it. And, uh, I'm excited. Uh, look, genuinely, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I know, maybe the listeners are going, accountability, yeah. oh, come and listen to another podcast. Yeah. No, okay, <laughs> let's go. Listen, so it's, it's, not, it's not all that deep. Um, it's not like tons of research. It was just sort of over the weekend, I was, I always get up early because um, like, my body clock is just wired to, to wake me up at 5 a.m. Um, and that's even over weekends. And it's always quite nice because it means that I have a bit of time before Dan wakes up and the day gets going to just sit and think. And I was for some reason, just thinking about accountability and the reason being, I think, is that um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that I've recently kind of uh, evolved into a squash player. That um, <laughs> I, I was never a squash player. That's some miraculous things for you, eh? Eric? <laughs> yeah, and now, now I play squash like three, four times a week. I love it. Um, and, and I was just thinking about the process of having gone through like from, from no squash to squash and like the behavior change because it's not just that you you start playing this sport it's also that um you wake up at a certain time you prep certain things you have to get somewhere like there's organization behind it so there's an entire like list of behavior changes that happen as a result of you making this one decision and i thought about the times in my life where i've made decisions to change my behavior or improve performance and it has been very 
successful, like exceptionally successful. Why has that occurred? And when I look back at that, it's always been because I got the accountability component right. Mm. Well, you mean somebody, so somebody's wanted, been holding you accountable, you mean? No, because actually there are, there's three different types of accountability. Okay. That's what sort of what I, what I ended up frameworking because um, you have to cascade accountability. The way to think about it is that different types of accountability works well in different situations, but the best way to change behavior is to actually combine these different types of accountability. So that's what sort of was the aha moment for me as I was just sort of okay. like modeling this out for myself. Okay. So, so just why is this important? Because it's through accountability that we get to change behavior, which is something that we always need to be doing. And it's through accountability that we help ourselves to improve our performance. So we get better at the things that we care about. So three different types of accountability, accountability to others, accountability to self and accountability to measurement. So the way to think about it is I have like a little triangle scripted out. Yeah. You can't really see it on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, but think of it like, uh, so self is at the top and then you have measurement and others in the two other corners. Okay. And I put self at top because accountability self is always the golden standard, right? Like that's, if you think about any decisions that you ever make, the fact that you make the decision means this is, there is a certain accountability that you have to yourself already to say, I want to make this change in my life or I want to get better at this thing. Mm. So it always starts there. But then if you want to become successful at initiating this change, I think the best way that you can then cascade accountability is that you start number one with accountability to others. This is extremely successful for the initial part of behavior change. And the reason is that as soon as we make a commitment towards others, we don't want to let them down. In a sense, we develop this obligation towards them. And the last thing we want is to disappoint. So in certain ways, I think if you have a, let's call it toxic accountability in this way, what this could result in is that you become driven by shame and guilt. Okay. Yeah? okay. Like you become driven by shame and guilt. It's not the best thing. Like it's effective. It's not the best thing. Ideally, in accountability with others, if you have mature accountability, it is that we uplift each other. Like I want to see you succeed. And that's actually a much what healthier about, relationship with accountability. What about if you don't want to drink anymore and all your friends drink? And are you being account being held accountable? Is that toxic accountability? What would you call that? <laughs> well, you need to find the right accountability partner there. I think. Well, I mean, they were they were relying on you to drink with them for so long, and now all of a mm. sudden you don't want to. I mean, I'm talking about somebody I met in just a friend of mine in Dubai that was saying to me that she she doesn't want to drink anymore, but every weekend she has to lock herself back in her house because every time all of her friends just want to get totally plastered. And I was like, yeah. like, how do you, how do you work around that sort of accountability? I guess I see it in two ways. Like on the one hand, like choose better friends perhaps, or yes. have the conversation with your friends that they need to hold you accountable in that way. That, and, and I think if your friends truly care, then they'll want to hold you accountable to a new lifestyle change that you're trying to make. I, I, Even if yeah. it's, if it's um, cross-sectional with where they want to go. Look, I, I agree with you. And I think those very good friends are, and they like scarce, right? Because for sure, a lot, for of, sure, a lot yeah. of our friendships are built on our addictions, you know, and mm. uh, the addiction of meeting every afternoon at the pub or the addiction of running sure. or the addiction of gossiping or the addiction of whatever, you know, mm. you know, so 
I think a lot of these relationships and friendships are built on that. And when you take that away, it's almost like a pillar of that friendship falls away. So I think that mm. when you talk about toxic, I like that toxic uh, accountability is such a, such a good term. I've never heard those two words being used together. Okay, let's keep going. It's a pleasure. Mm. I, I do this often. You do. Do you write books? Um, do you write books? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but, but on the flip side, just for your friend, I also think um, the accountability might actually be to a partner or someone who has a different priority in their life. Yeah. You're right? Yeah. Like, and, and that might be another way of looking at it. Um, but so, so accountability with others is a very good place to start. Be, just because you feel that in, intense attachment to make sure that you're not letting someone down. Mm. And when I think of a change that was really hard for me to make was to start waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm. And this is like dating back to 2011. Um, at that point in my life, like I literally woke up at about 7.30, 8 o'clock every single morning. Mm. And there was nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I knew that I wanted to wake up earlier and I knew that I wanted to use that time to be part of the 5 a.m. club. Right? Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, that was a big I was, thing. I was on the whole Robin Sharma yeah. train and all that thing. So a friend and I said, well, um, let's start waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning and we'll go to the gym straight away after that. And immediately, ha knowing that there's someone waiting at the gym yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, that, yeah. you know, he's going to wake up and I'm going to be chilling in bed. Like, it makes you feel like crap. And so, like, you rather make the effort and get there. And what happens then is that because of that initial change, like that's a, the difficult part of the, of the process, um, and then having that accountability to others help you to get through that. What then happens is over time, you become the kind of person who does X, right? So like over time, I, I became the kind of person who wakes up in the morning yeah. at 5 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. And once that shift starts occurring, yeah. then accountability to self becomes much easier. Yeah. So now what takes over is your drive to maintain your identity yeah because now what is going to happen is that if i don't wake up at 5 a.m that's actually counter to who i want to be yeah it's counter to who i am already in that moment yeah 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 and we know from research that people don't want to act in ways that isn't congruent with their identity and who they portray to the world mm. so once that identity shift has occurred actually then being accountable to yourself becomes much easier and I think it becomes the gold standard. Then like, it's not as much influenced by the people around mm. you. I don't need you. Like, I'll still be accountable to you. Um, like at the moment, I'm a squash player. I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't a squash player. Now I'm a squash player. So now I'll go and play squash and I'll, I'll find games to play. Right. Irrespective of whether my friend who started playing squash yes. with me initially yes, yes. is going to say, let's wake up at 5 a.m. and go play squash. So do you think that it's, it's almost like a cascading, I, I think maybe even the triangle is, is uh, it's a good example, but I'm seeing this like dedication to self, finding somebody to be accountable on the outside, the dedication to that. And then once that loosens up, let's say your friend's not coming to gym with you anymore, or not playing squash with you, then it goes into measurement and say, well, I want to now rank 20th in the club, not 50th. And so then it becomes a measurement thing. So it's funny, because I, I like a, how you've broken it down. So it's like, it's almost like a three-step process, right? Because now mm. the measurement keeps you, it's almost like the discovery, discovery app for the, for the listeners that aren't in South Africa. The discovery app is this gamification health app that links to your insurance. So the healthier you are, the more you train, the less insurance you pay, the more kickbacks you get. And so it's almost like it's, a, it's an accountability to the measurement factor. Um, Really interesting the way you're breaking it down. You're so right. Mm. Thanks, thanks for that 
Yeah, it's it's a it's. See, I told you I was excited. You made me think about accountability <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I think measurement needs to come last because I feel in in many ways it's the it's the weakest of the of the three. It's extremely powerful and potent in the ability to help you improve once you've reached a certain level. But I think just initially, unless there's like an extreme reward attached to it, that might be a different scenario. But if it's just me trying to get healthier and fitter, like it's still easy to jippo this after a day or two. After a day or two, like, well, ugh, you know, I'm not quite there yet. Like, I'll, I'll get to it. How many people buy fitness trackers and they, they don't use them? How many people buy gym subscriptions they don't use them? Why? Because they haven't gone through the first part of the accountability, the changing of identity. They haven't become the kind of person who goes to the gym who uses fitness trackers. So having the improvement component is too early in the, yeah. In the process. Yeah. Look, but then once you bring it at the end, yeah. all of them together, that's why, why I liked kind of breaking it into this model because what it made me realize is that there are different situations where different types of accountability would be better oh, suited yes. and better applied. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about exercise. Like I suppose studying, I did that. I did that with crypto this year. You know, I, I put together a study group and I was, we were accountable to each other to meet every Wednesday and like, you know, like, mm. and uh, it was great, you know, for like three, four months we really fast tracked our, our I don't know, education on that level, mm. you know? Um, so what about, what about relationships, like intimate relationships? I suppose that's got a lot to do with sort of personal development and accountability to other, right? I mean, what, what, what are yeah. your thoughts there? I guess, I guess if you wanted to use a, an example, like, um, I can be quite a, like an impulsive spender. And so, uh, for me, if I wanted to like curb that accountability to others would be to have a conversation with Danica about it. You know, we speak about the, uh, impulsive spending. I put a plan in place for how I limit my impulsive spending and I'm accountable to her for not spending that much. And over time I become the kind of person who doesn't spend impulsively. And then the measurement here might be some sort of savings account where the money goes into apart from like spending it on tech and gear and latest camera equipment and, you know, right. et cetera, right. et cetera. So I think it can be applied in any situation. So, um, so do you have access you to your to bank think account still? Has, has Danica taken over your bank account? <laughs> we haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> because I'm sure it was like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, you were complaining to me that you bought some rubbish again. And it's, I don't think it's working. <laughs> Danica, if you listen to this, take his account away. Take it away. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but listen, so, so, so that's the, look, the model in a nutshell. I like it very much. You know, um, I, mm. I talk a lot about the to-do, to-to-be list, right? So when you decide who you want to be, you develop discipline and you don't need motivation. And so like mm. that internal thing for me, if I think about the things that I've really dedicated myself to is, is meditation, exercise, and research. Those two things are non-negotiables for me. You know, I'm, I'm constantly researching, mm. I'm constantly exercising, and I'm constantly meditating. I just... Those three things are never going to go away from you. I guess I'd lose my identity if they did, you know, and I'm not accountable to anybody with them, but that was really just an internal dialogue. But then when it came to crypto and Web3, it was so hard and so strange and the language was so out of my comfort zone, understanding the layers of blockchain, understanding what a DAX was, a, a, a decentralized exchange, and then a, 
those, I needed, mm. I needed accountability partners for that, you know? So I think the harder something is out of your comfort zone, accountability to others becomes really important. But then for me, it's like when I'm accountable to myself, then the measurement comes in because then I've got, you know, I, I know in my own head what's right and what's wrong and what's not enough mm. and that sort of thing. So I guess the thing I'd like to add one thing to your model is if it's natural, if it comes naturally to you, it's easy. You know, you got the discipline, you got the accountability. Mm. If it doesn't come naturally to you, that accountability partner on the outside is incredibly important, you know. I guess, you know, even this podcast, mm. you and I are accountable to each other. We're accountable to developing it with our listeners, to come up with topics. There's a, like, if you have to think about it, how many people and how many things are you accountable to on a day? Like, like your dogs, you're accountable to your dogs. You, um, mm. you know, obviously your missus. Um, your job, clients, uh, clients, yeah. yeah, clients, audience, yeah, well, yeah. Mm. It's like, there's a lot. There's a lot mm. that you're accountable mm. for. If you have to really break it down, mm. you know, jeez, there's actually quite you know a lot. One thing that I actually um, that was part of my thinking is when I was writing the daily email. Yeah, um, I was super accountable to the audience because yes. that was coming out every single day, and I remember the days where I like scheduled it and for some reason it went out a little bit late or I didn't have the idea and I, I sort of wrote it that morning quickly. But people knew that that email was landing on the inbox at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And if it wasn't there, I would get emails back saying, what where's happened? the email? No way. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like literally, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and I just, I thought about how nice it was to have that accountability mm. actually mm. to other people saying like, listen, I'm waiting for this email tomorrow. Mm. And I think we've, we've tried to also create that with the, with the podcast is to well, say, listen, we're on a schedule every Monday, this email, this podcast is coming out and we, we hope you're waiting for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm sitting at Bangkok at, uh, at 11 PM doing a podcast that you have been flying mm. all day. This is, this is really true accountability because we couldn't get it right this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, now we look, we have to get it out. We're already a day late actually. Mm. So, uh, we have to get it out. So yeah, this is accountability to each other as well. I think that was really mm. interesting. I really, I really like to think I've never thought about how many people that look, I've got another big accountability for me is I find my parents every day. So every day without fail, I am video calling my parents, you know, and, uh, it's a very important part of my day. You know, if I don't, if I go one day without it, mm. I feel uncomfortable. And so I got sure. a constant, uh, accountability to that, you know, and uh, I, I enjoy mm. that account. I, I, I guess I enjoy all my accountabilities. Otherwise mm. I wouldn't know if I could do that. You know, that'd be hard. But listen, that's actually like, Maybe in closing, that's actually the point of all of this, isn't to say, like when I was writing about this, I wasn't thinking of accountability as this, um, like slap you over the wrist kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, that isn't that isn't mature accountability. Mature accountability is that, like I I actually create it because I want to do this, mm. you know, and I want to be accountable mm. to you. I want you to like, you know, if I if I didn't call you for the day, like check in with me and say like, mm. what's happening here? Why like why didn't we speak today? Mm. Um, I want you to have a certain expectation of me showing up in a certain mm. way, and I want you to to help me be better at the things that I that mm. I care about. And obviously, if I'm including you in the in the conversation, it means I also care about you mm. um, as part of this relationship. Absolutely. So, like, I, I think that's the ultimate takeaway here is that like, don't think of accountability in this old school like slap you over the wrist yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Think of it really as an upward spiral that just pulls yeah. you to the better version of yeah. you and helps you do the things that you Very care good. about. Very good. I think the accountability of your dogs is coming alive right now because I see them 
uh, surrounding you, behind you, and the cameras. Uh, they're like, I think it must be walk time. Yeah. Eh? They're like, Dad, let's go yeah, for, for a sure. walk. <laughs> well, it was really yeah, great. Yeah, nice uh, uh, pacing. What? What? No, I'm saying it's just the Malinois pacing up and down. Oh, is he? Okay, so he's not. Uh, is he yeah. ready to go for his walk? Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't done so already, please take 30 seconds and head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating and review for the show. Thank you to everybody that's been leaving reviews. We really are growing the reviews, and if you haven't done so, please do so. Remember to connect with us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can follow myself and Eric, as well as the Expansive Business Podcast, where we share news, updates, episodes, and highlighted videos. Or visit our website, theexpansive.com. And if you're interested in booking Eric or myself for your event, please do reach out. Until next week, keep learning, keep growing, and inspiring others. We look forward to chatting to you soon. Ciao.